0: You are listening to I Am Refocused Radio with your host Shamaya Reed. This show is designed to inspire you to live your purpose and regain your focus. And now, here's your host Shamaya Reed.
1: Hey, man! Welcome to I Am Refocused Radio. We are here once again, and then we have another special guest today. We're going to talk about the topic how to be unbroken and with today's guest we're going to talk to michael he is doing great things man he is someone that's going to talk to us about trauma and cptsd and what that is but before we dive into today's uh, topic first i want to welcome michael to the show and say man how you doing today man
2: i'm so good my man it's an honor to be here with you today i'm very
1: excited Man, it's a great honor to have you on. Man, you are someone who knows about trauma. You are a trauma survivor and you're gonna help us learn how to get unstuck from from that. So first from us, tell us a little bit about yourself and the backstory of you and you facing your trauma.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll give you the, the brief overview. So today I'm a best-selling author, award-winning speaker, top podcast host, and, and I've coached thousands of trauma survivors around the world on how to get unstuck, learn to love themselves and ultimately, you know, do the hardest thing that we have to do and that's learn to love ourselves. And and that journey started because that was my journey. Um I had a very abusive childhood. My mother was a drug addict and alcoholic. Uh in fact, she actually cut off my right index finger when I was only 4 years old. You know, when hurt people hurt people. And my stepdad who she married when I was 6 was incredibly abusive. And, you know, I would look at their life and just think to myself, this isn't right. And the older I got, the more I realized that this is that thing you hear so often these days called generational trauma. They were repeating the same behavioral patterns that happened to them. So much of my childhood was full of abuse, homelessness. Homelessness. Um, we spent a lot of time living with strangers. I've lived over 30 different families as a kid, getting bounced around place to place to place, having a learning disability, I wet the bed, like all the things that come along with that level of abuse. Um, and when I was 12, my grandmother adopted me, which in some sense is a godsend, but I'm biracial, black and white. And my grandma was a really racist white lady from a town in Tennessee you've never heard of. So I had this massive identity crisis. I started doing drugs when I was 12, started getting drunk when I was 13, and eventually I got kicked out of school. And to this day, I don't have a high school diploma. And I decided to chase money, thinking that was the solution for poverty, for homelessness, for abuse. And I landed a job with a Fortune 10 company making $100,000 a year by the time that I was 21, which was my goal, thinking that was the solution. And as I would come to discover, as unfortunately many people do, (laughs) money does not solve your problem. And I found myself at 26, at 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep. And I had this moment and I woke up, it was a Saturday morning, 11 o'clock. Here I am, 350 pounds, smoking a joint, eating chocolate cake and watching the CrossFit games. And I was like, oh, this is rock bottom. But I'd had a thousand rock bottoms before that moment. But this one made me go and walk in the bathroom mirror and have this moment of clarity with myself. And I asked myself, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And the answer in that moment was no excuses, just results. And that meant I was no longer going to be a victim. I was no longer going to play into what everyone told me that I was going to be—not good enough, not smart enough, not capable enough. Fat, stupid, ugly, dumb, a loser. Right? And I was living what everyone said until that moment. And twelve years later, my friend, here I am talking to you. Man, I just got a
1: visual of that story. I'm looking at your headshot, and it's like, man, you're talking about being a whole another person when you look in that mirror take us back at that time because it's one thing to say something to yourself in that mirror and say okay all right this is what i have to do in order for my life to get better in in order for things to actually change but it's another thing when you face reality when you walk out that bathroom or wherever the mirror was (laughs) and you have to stay committed to that process what was that process like for you
2: yeah I mean, you're, you're spot on. You could not be more correct. And that is the hardest thing I think people do. It's the continuity about the decisions we make. And the one thing that I knew was that I'd already tried everything and it didn't work. So I might as well try something different and hope for the best. And the first four years after that moment, man, 26 to 30 years old were the hardest four years of my life because it was like, one step forward and a million steps backwards because the hard part about that moment was I had cognition and cognizance about the choices and the decisions I was making prior to that I had been pretty dissociated kind of in la-la land just moving about the world how I thought I was supposed to not really having clarity or focus and so when I made that decision and landed at no excuses just results it was okay go be serious about therapy group therapy, men's group therapy, gestalt, EMD, CBT, like the whole nine, I did all the therapies. And I got serious about coaching and getting into personal development and programs and learning and reading and educating myself. And then I got serious about trauma-informed education. And today I have like 30 certifications, but it all started with really getting clarity about what I wanted. So many people, which I had done before, I focused on what I didn't want. And instead of focusing on what I did want. And so when I switched that and I decided that the hardest thing that I would ever do would be to build myself through doing difficult things, I just kept questioning, like, how do you go forward? How do you go forward? How do you go forward? Because, man, I'm telling you, and this is one of the things I want people to hear, I faltered, I failed, I messed up, I made mistakes, I did the thing I said I wasn't going to do. And I realized that it's really about this this place in life where you can get to where you can give yourself grace and compassion and have the willingness to be like, yeah, dude, I screwed up. I'm not perfect, but I don't have to bury myself for it. Instead, what I can do is take those failures and take it as education. And instead of stuffing it down and running from it, acknowledge it and just be like, yo, I made a mistake. Can I figure out why? And that was the thing that started to transpire. I kept asking myself, why? Why am I behaving this way? Why do I let people treat me like this? Why do I put myself in this position of self-sabotaging all the time? And then I started to put it together and I realized, There's causation and correlation. There's a connection for everything that happens in our life. And so, of course, I would sabotage and destroy my life because when I was six years old and 12 and 13 and 15, I was only ever told you don't matter and you're not important and you don't have worth. And what I recognized at 27, which is one of the things I really try to teach the people I work with, is that the only way you will ever build confidence is by doing incredibly uncomfortable things consistently. And that's what I did. It was go to the gym, lose 130 pounds, 140 pounds, 150 pounds eventually, right? It was quit smoking, quit drinking myself to sleep, quit cheating on my girlfriend, quit being this person that everyone said I should be and start being the person I wanted to be.
1: And there's something that you said uh, earlier about taking it serious. And there's something about that that just kind of clicks with me because it's true. I've interviewed so many interesting uh, influencers on this podcast and If I can say they all have a common thread, I really believe they do. I think there's a common thread to people who are doing great things with their uh, career and their their passion, their gift. And that is they win the little details throughout time. And that prepares them for the biggest moments of their life. How, if that's true for you, because I can't speak for you, if that is true for you, How have you seen yourself grown throughout time where you used to be to where you are today? We have an amazing platform.
2: Yeah, look, I think you're spot on, man. And I've interviewed so many people, it's not funny. So many of the, uh, really, and a lot of the same people you have interviewed. And, And I think there's two things to this. One, you're correct. They show up and they do the thing. But the other thing is we charge head on into the thing that scares us. So when fear presents itself in my life, I ask myself, what am I actually afraid of? Dude, nine times out of 10, the thing that I'm afraid of is success. Like I might actually be able to do this. And so I step into it and I say, all right, screw it. Let's go. And I just jump and I see what happens because what I've figured out is that those people who are massively successful, who I want to model myself after, they do have that thing in common where it's like they execute every single day. They take massive action. They have clear clarity about what they want, but they also face the fear of being the person that they're destined to be. Then I remember about five years ago, I had this vision, like just in the middle of the day, I was driving and it was like, okay, wait a second. If I don't live life on my terms, I'm going to die with regret. And that struck me so hard because I was like, what is the point of all the suffering, all the pain, all the abuse, the homelessness, the getting kicked out of school, the fights, the, all of it? Like, it's got to serve some kind of purpose. And I I knew that purpose was to change the world, to literally do the thing that Gandhi says and be the change that you want to see. And so instead of running from the fear of the possibility of ending generational trauma in my lifetime, I said, let's go. Let me step into it. And through the willingness to face the fear, I started to realize that it is, a paying, it is about paying attention to the little things and knowing that you have to have these big macro goals, these big goals 20, 30, 50 years from now, but you have to operate at micro speed, meaning you have to get stuff done today. So many people wait and they wait and they wait. I wish this was my quote. I, I kind of want to steal it from him. It's not my quote, but Alex Hermosi, I heard him on Lewis Howell's podcast recently. And Alex said something that really struck me. He goes, most successful people are successful because they take action. Whereas most people wait five years to do something that takes an hour. And that just hit me so hard because I was like, Yep. I love that quote, man. That, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to put that
1: in my pocket, man. This one that uh, I just read, like barely like two days ago, is by Albert Einstein, and he said, "A ship is always safe at the shore, but that is not what it was built for." And I think people, if they're true to themselves, they will be honest to say, "How many times do we find ourselves keeping our boat close to shore?" because that's where it's comfortable. It looks nice, it looks great, it's safe, but it wasn't built for that. It was built to be out there in the ocean. It was built to go beyond where you're comfortable with being. For you, when it comes to trauma, why is it so important for those who are recovering from that to be involved with community?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the question, right? We often think that we're just alone. We feel like the world is against us, like nobody gets it. But bro, there's freaking 8 billion people on planet Earth. Like there's no way you're going through this alone. But nobody's coming to knock on your door and being like, well you know, hey, you should join this program or listen to this podcast or sign up for this master class or go to that conference. You've got to be willing to go and find that. And if you can't find it, you have to build it. Like that's where Think Unbroken Academy came from because I realized that the community I wanted didn't exist. So I was going to go and make it we are a communal species. I know you've had people on who've talked about this before, but it's true. You know, we come from a, like in terms of just a species of being, we come from a lineage of being in community because we needed people to keep us safe, to keep us protected when we were hurt to heal us, when we were hungry to feed us. And we live in a society now where so ostracized where I guarantee you, you don't know most of your neighbors, right? You don't know most of the people who live in your own building. You don't even really know the people who work in your office. We've become so heads down and so afraid to connect that we're terrified of the very notion. And that connection is the singular thing that gives you strength when you need it. You know, I look at my community, my friends, my partner, my my family, the people in my life I'm closest with, and man, we talk every single day. And I had to go and seek that. None of these people came and knocked on my door. I had to go to groups and to meetups and DM people and connect with people when we were told, hey, you guys should meet. And I think that's the thing that people fail to realize and understand is when you go and put yourself in a position of being around other people, you can't be alone. And if you don't have friends, because look, man, let me tell you this. I have been in a place in my life where I had no friends. I right, had no connection. My own brother told me never talk to me again. Right? I was in this dark, dark place, and so I started volunteering. I just started going and doing something of service. I stopped being selfish and in my own head, and realized that there were other people that also needed love and support. And if you give love and support, it often gets reciprocated. And so I encourage anyone if you're listening and you're like, "Man, I'm so alone and life is so hard and it's so unfair." I promise you, there's somebody who needs your help right now. There's somebody who needs you to come and work at the soup kitchen or teach that class at the high school or help the kids at the autism center, like whatever it is. And you got to be willing to get out of your own way and go be of support.
1: Once again, you listen to Iron Refocus Radio talking to our guest today, Michael Unbroken. Go to his website, thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. And you also, like you mentioned, you're best selling author now. Now, I. Uh, Had someone said this to me, and I'll never forget it. Guy told me, you know, a mind, it can only work if it's like a parachute, if it's open. And how many times do we as individuals self-sabotage and and beat ourselves to where it's like, okay, let me have an excuse buffet line of why I can't get better or why I can't do this or why I can't accomplish that. What was it for you that kept driving you to keep pressing forward even when you had your rough days?
2: Yeah, well, you know, ultimately I think that One of the things that you have to understand is this notion, again, of causation and correlation. You know, if you're told you don't matter, you're not good enough, you're never going to amount to anything, you start to live into that, right? And so you self-sabotage because your belief system is that of someone else and not of yourself. Like that is singularly the greatest lie we've ever been told is that someone else gets to dictate who we are, that someone else gets to decide our existence and what we should or should not do. And for me, like just to be straight up with you, man, like I'm stubborn. Like I know this about myself. My greatest character trait and my greatest character flaw is stubbornness. And and because of that, it's put me in this situation where when I make my mind up about something, I'm willing to go through the trials and tribulations to get it. The difference today versus... 10 years ago, 12, 20 years ago was now I have clarity about what I want. So on the hard days when I don't want to do this, man, when I don't want to record another podcast or write another book or have another, you know, presentation or have another coaching session, I just remember like what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's to be helping people change their lives forever, to understand that it doesn't matter what you come from. It doesn't matter where you've been. Yes, there's suffering. Yes, there's pain. Yes, there's hurt. Yes, there's all of those things. And most of it is not your fault, right? Most of it we're not culpable for. And so since I remind myself that people need tools and motivation and inspiration, but most importantly, truth. And that I can be a model for the kid that I needed when I was 12 or 13 years old. I go, just keep going, man. Just keep showing up, dude. It doesn't matter. But also, look, know thyself. That, that's so important in this equation. I know exactly who I am. And you best believe if I'm having a day where I wake up and I'm like, emotionally, I do not have the capacity to do this. I'm clearing the schedule. I just am because my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health matters that much to me because you can't be of service to other people if you can't be of service to yourself first. So on the hard days, I just keep going. And if I really, really, really need a break, I take it and I don't beat myself up about it either way.
1: And you just said something that literally was just told to me this week when you were talking about know thyself. Because uh, I had a guest, Guy Atkins, who said the very similar thing he was talking about his success being you know, in martial martial arts and in movies and stuff. And he was like, "It's because I knew what I wanted to do in life, and I went for it. like in other words, he said there there are people, and he called them lucky, but, you know, there are lucky people in this world, and those are the ones who have made the decision. Of what they want to do and what, and, and knowing their purpose in life. And a lot of us, I'll put my hand up first. You know, we had our our times in our life where we didn't have that clarity. Well, life doesn't get better until you get better. And I, I feel like the more you understand that, the more it gives you the empowerment to go chase what is better versus what is toxic for you
2: yeah 100% and and i think what happens when you get that clarity as well is that you start to build trust with yourself. See, confidence, people think is just like all of a sudden showing up and being Kobe. But it's like, no, actually, it's all the little things that you have to do every day and the drills and the hustle and the sprints and the shooting a thousand free throws and the visualization and the meditation and the watching film and the blah, 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 blah. That's the same thing I do. I watch people like Tom Billu and Eric Thomas. I watch speakers like, I watch entrepreneurs and business owners like Liz Benny and I pay attention. I model these people and then I execute and I do the little things every single day. Luck comes to the prepared. We all know this. But the ones who do not have clarity, you're, you know, it's kind of like that old saying, you're going to get what you ask for. So be careful what you're asking the universe because it's going to come to you.
1: Man, so many good points in this episode, man. And you listen right now, I'm folks, we're talking to our, our our amazing guest, Michael Unbroken. Go to his website, unbrokenpodcast.com And man, let's touch on your podcast before we uh, wrap this up. You, you obviously talk about trauma and mental health, but what is CPTSD for anyone who hasn't heard that?
2: yeah it's complex post traumatic stress disorder so it's a, it's a deeper level of of basically ptsd and you know that we don't have enough time to go into the depths of it so i highly recommend people to google it or to go and listen to think unbroken podcast because when you understand that in conjunction with this thing called the adverse childhood experiences survey those are two massive, massive tools of education that you can use to create some understanding about behaviors in your life. When when I really dove into the work about this and I started working with people like Dr. Gabor Mate, Pete Walker, Bessel van der Kolk, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, Judd Brewer, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. When I started working with these people and learning from them and then also getting them on my podcast and, and getting to interview them and learn from them, man, it was like everyone pointed the same thing. It's like you have to understand the baseline foundations of what it is that creates you as a human being so that you can have the roadmap and the tools to start to create change in your life. And so I'd love to go into the depths of it. I know we're out of time, but come and listen to Think I'm Broken podcast because I go deep into that stuff and we put out a show every single day of the week. And with the few
1: moments we have left, I I want to address this one last thing real quick with you. Someone listen right now and they're like, man, all that's amazing. That sounds great, but I'm just not there right now. Mentally, I'm not there. I'm not on Michael on Broken's level, you know. What what can I do to start to today, to take those small steps to start finding my own purpose for my life?
2: Yeah. The most important thing is please don't compare yourself to me. We live a different life. I don't live for you. I don't breathe for you. I don't love for you. I don't act for you. This is all on you. And and the most important thing that you can do, like no joke, is to sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and write down with massive detail exactly what you want. All of it from your bank account to your hobbies, to your body, to your relationship, to your career, to your children, to the kind of car you drive and the house that you have. And then also your, especially your mental health, get clear about what you want, write it down because where attention goes, energy follows. So make sure that you go and you look at that list every single day and just take a step forward. And sometimes that step forward is literally even though you don't think you're ready, doing it anyway. Man, true honor once again. Have an opportunity to talk
1: to Michael Unbroken. Go to his website right now, thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. You can also find his books and different resources there. And he also does coaching as well. He has a blog where he has uh, blog posts as well. So once again, man. Michael and Broken, want to say thank you. Taking time, your schedule, talking to Army Focus Radio, man.
2: My honor, my friend. Thank you.